Hello, welcome to Bloom Life Planning, Girl's Guide to Money Matters. We are excited to host a weekly podcast where our mission is to motivate, educate, and inspire women to take an active role in their money. Join Michelle Cutter, an attorney, and Shelly Shell, a financial advisor and certified divorce financial analyst, as we have great conversations. Time for a quick disclosure. Shelly Shell is an investment advisor representative with Prism Financial Strategies, which is a registered investment advisor. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It is only intended to provide education around the financial industry. Hi, listeners. Welcome to Bloom Life Planning. Uh, we're so glad you could join us today. We had left it off last time, Shelly if you recall, um, asking our listeners to take our quiz, Bloom Life Quiz, what is your money personality? And if you have done that with us, I hope you had fun taking that quiz the, um, and figuring out or honing in on what type of money personality you have. And Shelly and I both took those as well. And I mean, kind of loaded because we created the quiz, but it's uh, still fun to take it anyway. And um, so we're going to tie this all back. Last time we talked about the pillars. And if you remember, we had three pillars. We've got lifestyle as being one pillar, growth as being another, and to protect as the third. And knowing your money personality is going to tell you what kind of money lifestyle you lead. And so we're going to tackle that today. Shelly, what do you think of the test? Well, again, and Michelle, it was funny. We did create it, so it was a little <laughs> loaded. And of course, I turned out to be what I thought I was, um, which is the investor, because this is what I do for a living. But I also took it in all... I changed my answers, and I took it several times, just to really get a feel for it. And I think it's a really... Um, it's just a really good way to explore your connection with money and and be true to yourself when you take the quiz, Right. Because some of the questions, you know, you're not going to be 100% one or another. You're going to maybe be a little bit of a saver, a little bit of a spender even. Um, you may use debt. But that's what we talk about in this program is how you're integrating um, your money personality and growing, emerging from some habits that you may not like or that you want to change. But we got to always start somewhere. And that's being honest with ourselves and truthful and that's what this quiz is all about. So the long yeah. answer is I thought it was a great quiz. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of loaded because of course we caught it. We created it, but it was fun. And, um, and it's short enough that you can take it multiple times as well. So. Yeah. And so we've opened that up. If you want to go back and take it again, please feel free to do so. And, you know, and as you grow and you you know, do this program with us and you're, you know, you're honing your money skills, the answers truly, you know, if you're being honest may change and the results you get are going to change. And so feel free to go back and take those, that quiz as many times as you like. But, um, so I thought we could talk about the personalities, mm -hmm. um, that we came up with for the quiz. Uh, so we've got a blooming saver. We have an untamed spender. We have the dormant debtor and the fully bloomed investor. And so your answers are going to uh, put you in one of those categories. So why don't we start with the blooming saver? Yeah, so a blooming saver, Any a lot of people are really good at just saving, right? They'll just 
you know, they're really good at budgeting. They feel really comfortable around creating budgets, living on budgets and saving a lot of money in their bank accounts, um, which is great. That's a really great step and a great way to be. And, and when we're thinking about our lifestyle choices and the way that we live our lives daily, you know, we just want to have balance. And that's what we talk about in our own lives, Michelle and I, but also as advisors to our clients, um, both financially and legally, is creating is creating balance, right? Um, so the, the untamed, or this, I'm sorry, we're on the saver, Right. You know, this person is really good. Like I said, it's saving money in their bank accounts, but there's ways that they can emerge, right? Learning how to make that money, make more money for them, um, creating more bucket strategies where they can invest money and educate themselves on um, how to save smarter, not yeah. just because right now, I mean, we're, you know, we're going in, we're in an inflationary period. We're hearing about this all over the news, right? Inflation, inflation. And when you keep money in your bank account, it's not doing anything for you. And you're actually losing money as a financial planner. We talk about that often, you know, just the base inflation rate, for example, at two and a half percent, well, you're not earning that in your cash, right? Yeah. You're not earning that in your savings. So, so your money is just kind of sitting there being lazy, right? right? And it's not making anything. Therefore, it's actually losing money because inflation is, you're spending more right, to, right. for goods and services. And your money's not going to go as far if you just let it sit there versus getting more active with it. So that's just, uh, basically our blooming savers. And um, we like them. They're on their path. They're on their way. They just need some tweaking, some help uh, and guidance on how to uh, get a little bit more diversified versus just keeping that money in a savings account. And grow. And you're and always going to have some for your emergency mm-hmm. funds. Shelly's cat just tried to bite me. <laughs> Sorry, that's a little, um, you can't see what we're doing, but the cat wants to play with Michelle and and not so friendly right now. So. Oh, she's so, boy, <laughs> devilish. Okay, so untamed spender, let's talk about that. If you're an untamed spender, you tend to like spending your money, you know, you, you follow trends, you, you want to have the latest, greatest gadgets, cars, um, fashion, whatever that may be in your wheelhouse, you want to have that latest and greatest. You tend to make purchases that are impulsive. And sometimes you have a little bit of buyer's remorse because it was bought in such an impulse. Um, some of us spenders can be, you know, use that like retail therapy as means of, you know, dealing with stress or anxiety and that spending of money gives us that good feeling just temporarily, those endorphins. Um, those people tend to have a harder time saving money or investing, uh, for their long or even having really long-term financial goals. And so those people, Shelly, I would say would have those untamed spenders benefit, um, by recognizing that their spending is emotional and, to take a more purposeful approach to that money, mm-hmm. really thinking things through. And what about for them, a financial plan? What do you think? Yeah, I think the other thing too, it's really getting real when you, when you, a lot of our purchases are habits, right? So emotional, Michelle talked about emotions, but also habits, um, the habitual spending that we do and just the ease of, you know, being able to purchase on our phones and on our computers. And so what I, Say again, a financial plan is great, but just every day actively thinking, is this something I need or is this something I want? 
And it may cross the line sometimes, but really being purposeful in your thinking when you're taking the action to spend. And instead of doing the emotional spending to create endorphins in the moment, say, is this something that's really going to make me feel better or change my life in the long term? Or is it just like for the next 30 minutes, yeah. hour? I'll week? feel good. Right, right. Yeah. Right. So I just encourage you always to think in the moment when you're making that purchases. And I do this personally. Is this something I really need? And I can't tell you when I started this practice for myself, um, thinking about like, oh, do I really need that other pair of shoes? Like I love three pairs of shoes at the store. And no, I need one. I'm going to consciously make the decision to buy one. And if I am still thinking about it, contemplating it in the next week or two, and it's still there, then I can, then maybe it's meant to be. And then I go back and get it, get the, the second pair. Right. But you know what I'm saying? But like, you've had time to like process it, absorb it and mm-hmm. absorb it yeah. and really make a conscious decision mm-hmm. versus an impulsive decision about it. And yeah. I think that's kind of the difference. And so these friends of ours, the untamed spenders, they could benefit with just a little bit more focus mm-hmm. and consciously thinking yeah. about it when they're in the moment. I think they can certainly, financial planning, I think it's great for all of our friends, all of our profiles. Everybody can benefit from that. It's, it's, it's really honing in on the, the habit of mm-hmm. spending or using debt, um, or putting too much in your savings account and not diversifying that, right. or the habit of just investing maybe too aggressively and, and not think about the consequences. Right. So, just, just let's really work on our conscious thought, whoever we are mm-hmm. in the moment, right. whatever our, maybe our bad habit is. Right. And just circling back to what you said earlier in that, um, you and I are, and I, all the listeners out there are probably going to be more than just one mm-hmm. type of personality. You're going to have probably a little bit of each, but I guess the point is, is which one is the prevailing right? More so than the others in terms of how you spend and consider your money. So when you go through this, don't be thinking that you are um, solely one. We're all a mixture of them, but we just have stronger tendencies in one area than another. Mm-hmm. And I've often heard, and these are some of the questions we pointed to on the quizzes. You'll be like, I don't know. I feel like I'm both or I'm, you know, I'm a combination of some of these answers. So don't overthink them. Mm-hmm. Go with your instinct and pick the first one that resonates with yeah. you and see where that takes you. Don't try to lead yourself down a path. Right. Um, Cause there's no right or wrong no. answer. It's uh-huh. just, and this is for fun and this is just like self-discovery. So be honest. And like, I think she'll hit it like that first thing that comes first response that resonates with you. Click that one. Yeah. Okay. So let's go to dormant debtors. What do you think? You know, again, dormant is simply as we, in our, um, we created the names around bloom, right? Like the life cycle of the seasons of lifestyle of life as we see it emerging around us all the time, right? And changing that's gardening. I'm a, I like the garden. We all like to look at the flowers in the spring, whatever it is. So dormancy isn't a bad thing, right? Like my husband is in the landscaping business and I'll be like in the winter, I'm like, Oh, those trees are dead. And he's like, no, they're not dormant. They're, they're, they're not dead. They're dormant. That is a healthy, that's a healthy stage of life cycle for a tree, right? Now, so you may be a dormant debtor, 
that doesn't mean you're dead, right? It means you need to emerge from this, this habit of using debt as a lifestyle tool. And that's what we're trying to get you to learn from and acknowledge that you, by all means, there are opportunities to come out of this and, um, and you can do that and you can, you can emerge into a saver to a, a combination. We want you to be a, a little bit of everything. Yeah. And I guess the big, uh, trait for dormant debtors would be that they maybe spend more money than they earn and that therefore they can have large credit card with other debt. Um, and that maybe they have a hard time managing that debt. Um, and sometimes I guess when, you know, you're in that situation, maybe you're reluctant to create a plan to get out of it because it just feels insurmountable, or maybe you feel guilty that this happened in the first place. And so it's just easier to push it away and not want to think about it, not want to deal with it. And, you know, you let that become kind of a permanent part of your life. And again, going back to what someone can help guide you through this and out of this. So consulting with a financial advisor can help you create a plan um, so that you can start saving and have that additional income that you may feel you don't have to put into investments. And also, I'll just piggyback on that, is that you may not do it any longer. You may not be using debt actively currently, but mm-hmm. you have the debt from the past or you're trying to to manage that and, and have those feelings, as Michelle mentioned. But remember, even opening up and having conversations, if you're not quite ready to go see an advisor because you're not you don't feel like you're ready to open up to that level. Just talking to somebody that you're close to about this and trying to get just opening up and having the conversations um, and maybe start writing down some ways you can pare back that debt, you know, looking at the spending you do. I mean, where's some of that extra money, you know, are you going to the coffee shop a couple times a week? Is that something you can use to pay down some of that debt? You know, just kind of taking at journal entries and, and taking time with yourself and stop feeling guilty, stop feeling embarrassed or shamed. And, and let's move past that. Let's get past that dormancy phase of where you are as a debtor and, and help you get, get your emotions around, you know, moving. moving. Yeah. Moving forward. Okay. This yeah. is the state it's in. Fine. Yeah. Let's move past that. And now what are we going to do about it? And remember, we all have bad habits in our mm-hmm. financial lives and our regular lives, anything we do. And it takes a community to help us move through those, right? Totally. Jump on. So then last, we have our fully bloomed investor. And this is a person that we would consider comfortable who risk taking on the risk of investing their money. Um, They see the benefit of making their money grow and work for them. Um, but they also understand that the, you know, the higher the risk, the higher reward potential. Um, and this person is consciously involved in managing their investments and debts. Um, but there's a flip side to that, right, Shelly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, a, a lot of um, fully bloomed investors may be overconfident. Um, they may think that, you know, the risk they take is what they need, you know, and a lot of times risk doesn't equal what they need their lifestyle to look like. And so when you look at balancing risk and return, sometimes you're taking on more risk than you even know that you have and that you even need to reach the goals that you have. So it's a really interesting um, dynamic there because 
although a lot of um, investors are confident and comfortable with that, doesn't mean that they are going to forever be in that state of bliss, right? When investing, markets go up, markets go down. But the other thing too is they also, a lot of them, you know, it goes both ways. You may be invested, but are you actively invested? Are you engaged in your investments? Are you learning? Um, so you're constantly needing to grow also. You may be mm-hmm. blooming, but just like a, a bud that's fully bloomed or a flower that's fully bloomed, right? It still needs to be taken care of and nourished and watered and all those things. So just like that, a, a, you know, an investor needs that as well and, and can benefit from working with a second opinion or mm-hmm. an advisor that they can have a dynamic relationship with bounce ideas mm-hmm. off of simply or just a different perspective. Like you said, yeah. it's so refreshing sometimes because we can get stuck in, in our, our own, own, own heads, our own tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. And there's no harm in hearing what other professionals or other, you know, people that are in the business have to say about that. And honestly, that circles back through all of those, all of our personality types. Again, you can, we can all benefit from sage advice and having, you know, partnerships and, and I say partnerships with an advisor also, because it's not a one-way street. That advisor shouldn't just be telling you what to do all the time. There should be this education process. There should be a dynamic connection where you learn something every time or that you are, you feel comfortable asking questions because you know, if you can't open up about your spending habits or your debt that you may be trying to get rid of, or that the your aversion to risk, whatever it is, then that's not a healthy relationship. I always think about what are our healthy relationships look like in life, right? Mm-hmm. They take effort and work. The same goes with a financial advisor. Right. Those relationships take effort, both sides, to create long-standing, trusting relationships. So. You know, again, as we get back to the pillars, one being lifestyle, which is, you know, spending, income, debt management, um, growth, number two pillar, which is investing, saving, and then protection. These, this personality quiz gives you some a great place to start right. as we start talking more specifically about those pillars going forward in our other in our next podcast. That's right. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We hope this was educational for you and insightful and fun. Um, And, you know, take heart wherever you are in terms of your personality, there's, we can all grow. We can all change. If we need to make tweaks, it's totally possible. We can do it. Um, And uh, just keep, you know, keep trying to get there, improve, and we'll help you along the way. And again, thank you. This, um, we look forward to seeing you next time or, or hearing from, hearing back from you, hearing your input and your feedback and see what you think about the quiz. So share your comments. Yes, please. On our Facebook page. Yes, please visit us, Bloom Life Planning on Facebook. And um, we'll continue to putting out episodes and content and hope to um, have you come check us out next time. Bye. This platform is solely for informational purposes. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where PRISM Financial Strategies and its representatives are property licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by PRISM Financial Strategies unless a client service agreement is in place. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. 
past performance is no guarantee of future returns. As always, please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. The information provided on this podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general information purposes only. Listeners should contact their attorney to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter. Listeners should not act or refrain from acting on the basis of information contained in this podcast without first seeking legal advice from counsel in their relevant jurisdiction. Use of and access to this podcast does not create an attorney-client relationship between the listener and Bloom Life Planning, its writers, creators, hosts, contributors, guests, or any other affiliates. All liability with respect to actions taken or not taken based on the content of this podcast are hereby expressly disclaimed.